All right. I am here with Justin Jackson. How's it going? Good. Uh, So everybody that has been here at Laracon this Mm -hmm. year, I was probably sick of your voice. Yeah, they're done. You've you've talked quite a lot. Turn it off right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually surprised that you have any voice left at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I've been speaking a lot, uh, emceeing and introducing people. And then I also gave a talk. And the hardest part, though, is just going out into that room beside us and trying to have a conversation with 900 other people. There's a couple of conversations going on at a time. Yeah, there's quite a few. My joke last night is I always feel like I'm the most extroverted person here. And I, it was overwhelming for me. Like after the after yeah. party, I just want to go home and Did sleep. you make the mistake of walking between somebody and the open bar? Because you, that, that's like you do not want to walk through that path. Because <laughs> you might get trampled. Yeah, the people are pressuring in that direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that no, I've I've been pretty good. It, my problem is I just like I've you've been texting me, but I've literally just been at the end of this hallway. I didn't make it uh, past. <laughs> well, it's also where they're bringing out food. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's the proper place to stand. I, I just like to stand in the the food breezeway yeah. and just let the food come. You just on pick by. it off on the tray as it goes by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. some good stuff out there, man. Nice. So this is your what what's, what is it now? Second? No, third third year. Third. Yeah, what? my first year was in New York two years ago. And then uh, emceed in Chicago last year. And then uh, Taylor asked if I would emcee again this year and wanted me to speak again this year. So yeah. this is my third one. Yeah. Now, are you, is it because of that? Is, is, it, is it your star power that this continues to be on the <laughs> East Coast? <laughs> no. <laughs> if it was up to me, it would be Pacific Northwest for sure. Uh yeah, I do not like flying out east. Actually, I don't mind. Actually, ugh, okay. I love New York and I love Chicago. So uh, my business partners in Chicago, so that worked out really nice last year. Stayed an extra, you know, almost an extra week and worked with him after. Uh, first, like my first time in New York was two years ago. So to have a reason to come to New York is amazing. And then uh, when I left, I said... Like, I'm one of those people that I want to meet up with everybody I know in a city. And so... There's so much pressure, though. <laughs> well, especially with New York. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I look at my phone. I'm like, man, even me, I know, like, 20 people right. here. And even from my little small farm town in Alberta, Canada, I think I have two friends from Stony Plain that live in New York now. Yeah. It's just one of those places. So it draws people in for sure. Yeah. So already I've, I've been able to meet up with some folks and I'm going to stay a bit longer again. Nice. So, um, again, I think most people that have been to a Laracon for sure, but most people in the Laravel community, mm-hmm. um, you, you've been sort of hovering around and I think you've been dipping your toes in the Laravel a little bit. Some yeah. of your screencast and other, other things. I, um, actually, um, doing some CMS stuff with, you know, built on top of Laravel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was my introduction. I was kind of a sideshow for a while. Uh, I still am a sideshow, I think. But I didn't I didn't know anything about Laravel when I met Adam Wathen, and then Adam introduced me to Taylor. Uh, we were at a different conference in Vegas. I didn't I didn't know what Laravel was, and I just liked both of them as friends. I was enjoyed hanging out with them. And then Taylor 
uh, read uh, my blog and then saw me speak at this uh, conference called MicroConf. Yep. And he said, oh, man, you should come and talk about that at Laracon. And I'm like, okay, well, what is this thing? And uh, what impressed me was the community. I just remember being really, I really felt welcomed. And uh, that was number one. And the, the, the second thing is for the first time in a long time, it felt like programming was accessible in Laravel. And I've been a geek my whole life. I've loved computers since I was a kid. Uh, the story I tell on stage is that for my birthday, my 11th birthday, I asked for a copy of Turbo Pascal 6. I got that in a big manual, and I just could not teach myself. And I started to develop the story about myself that, okay, well, I guess you're not good at that. You're not good at sure. programming. And so I kept making things with computers. Like when, um, you know, I was, oh, I've, I've done everything. Like I was doing ANSI art for local BBSs when I was a kid. And then I got really into video production. I got into, um, do, and then when HTML, HTML came out, like when the web came out when I was 13, that was just so fun for me that I just put all of my eggs into just, I just want to make websites and, um, you know, especially like writing. I've, I've always loved writing. But uh, in the back of my mind, I've always been like, man, how come I can't get this programming thing? And so, especially last year in Chicago, just meeting a few folks um, who are in their 30s and who had just started learning to program in Laravel. I was like, why can't... Like, I have a huge advantage in that I'm technical. I understand the development the development process. I have a basic understanding of the command line and Git and all these things. Why why don't I just try again? And so after Laracon last year, I started doing this thing where I would just like say, like for example, I'm gonna try to figure out how to install Statomic myself. Right. And uh, I would just go live and live stream these things. And uh, because there was some Laravel people in my audience now, uh, they would show up and they'd be like, hey, well, what's going on here? And then Jack would show up and he'd see me like really stumbling over, like in this case, their docs. You know, they're written for developers. I don't know what I'm doing. And people found it entertaining. People were willing to help. And uh, it was kind of edifying for both sides. So, uh, you know, Jack walked away that day with uh, a bunch of things he wanted to do to update his docs. And I walked away that day with a huge, much bigger understanding of how, uh, in this case, the kind of the DevOps of uh, Laravel work and then, you know, all these other things, right? So, like, I had to use Valet and all this other stuff. Um, And it was like, meanwhile, I'm, like, discovering, like, Valet. It's like, oh, this was written by Adam. I had no idea, you know? Sure. So so, um, that process was really... Uh, interesting and fun and basically two to three times a week since Laracon 2018 I go live sometimes uh, it's something to do with you know the Statomic site sometimes it's something to do with trying to learn some like view or and I have a Ruby on Rails app and so sometimes it's like okay I'm going to try to uh, with a co-founder my co-founder is a programmer um, I'm going to try to figure out this thing and without John knowing, he's my partner. So like, okay, no one tell John. I'm going to try to figure this thing out. 
And uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, so many of the things in Laravel obviously relate to the Rails world too. So both of those things, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. That's awesome. So I mean, it it's it's great that uh, you know you've been welcomed into the community, and it's you know w- with your audience, I think there is a lot of overlap. And you know, mm-hmm. so you spoke about even microconf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like in some ways, like as Laravel has enabled more people to change their lives and make income themselves, mm-hmm. we have more of, more of our community showing up to microconf. Yeah. Yeah. There's I mean, like, it may have started with Adam, but Adam's yeah. not the only one now. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's that. There's a lot more people going to stuff like that. And uh, it's actually like this, this year on stage, I talked about kind of my personal stuff, like mental health and, uh, regret and being in your thirties and what it's like to feel like everyone's kind of passing you by. But the other option for my talk was talk about bootstrapping. And a lot of folks have said, Oh man, like let's talk about bootstrapping as well. Uh, cause I think it is something people think about D- Taylor's initial inspiration is he wanted to, you know, create Laravel so he could create a web app that would be a business. Right. And so, it makes sense. Like everything about it, all of the scaffolding of Laravel is built around, we're going to create something that's going to be a business. And if you have the, the technology that enables you to do that, then yeah, why, why not? If you can find a market that has a need and you can figure out, you know, what they want, right. then you have all of the technical ability to deliver on that, Right. It's just such a great crossover in this the the micro entrepreneurial mm-hmm. ecosystem with yeah. with tech or with what you know in our case the the this dev framework mm-hmm. um, and it, it really has positioned itself to be well for that uh, mm-hmm. that that use case yeah um, I, I, you know and not to take anything away from the other frameworks in PHP or or Rails or you know the Python stuff yeah um, but yeah I mean that that initial mindset, that, that nugget that got him started of like, I want to do a side hustle. I want to be able to ideate, you know, while I'm working for the shipping company during the mm-hmm. day, you know, like yeah. this, this is not fulfilling me. I want to go do something else, you know? Yeah. Um, and then now, gosh, uh, eight, nine years, I, I'm going to get the date wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, eight, nine years later, this is where we're at. You know, we're at a conference with 900 people. Yeah. The conceivably, conceivably could be way bigger even, right? And, yeah. and the other versions of this conference around the world, he really started a movement, right, with this framework. Yeah. I actually use him as a business example. He's he's the most accidental business person I've ever met because <laughs> he really does not, like, he pretends he doesn't care. He actually he actually has, he he thinks about business stuff more than he lets on. But the Laravel is a great example of this, this untapped demand. So it makes sense in retrospect, but there are millions of PHP developers in the world. Uh, there are probably also millions of businesses that currently depend on PHP in some sort of way. And so you think about what's kind of transpired, right? Like PHP was like the first real kind of web language after Perl probably, right? And then uh, people are building stuff with it, but then all of a sudden Rails comes out. It's the new hotness. Everyone, you know, seemingly everyone is trying to build stuff in Rails. And PHP kind of got left behind. Sure. And But there's a big group of developers that in their day job, they're still programming in PHP. 
there's a big group of businesses like MailChimp and others that they didn't want it. They liked PHP. And so you've got this big pool of developers that kind of felt like, you know, well, what happened to us? You know, why can't we have some of these same things? And um, in business, most of your success comes from finding a market that is already in motion, a market that, you know, uh, has demonstrated that they will, you know, buy something or that they will move in a certain direction. And uh, PHP had that, right? Yeah. And so uh, it's a good example of the kind of businesses I think developers should start. Uh, there's probably still room. Uh, you, I'm sure lots of folks think like the, you know, I don't know, the PHP dev tool space is crowded. I don't think so. I think there's still there's still a lot of PHP developers that don't even know what Laravel is. Uh, there's a lot of room to grow there. And if I was a PHP developer, that's probably where I'd start is saying, what is frustrating me in my current workflow that when we go for beers after with all my you know other friends, what do they complain about? And how can I make our lives better? Um, and is there a business case for like the boss paying for this? And yeah, I think there's lots of options like that out there. Yeah, I, I think all the, su- the successes uh, in the Laravel ecosystem, whether it's what Adam's done, what Jeffrey Way's done with Laracast, mm-hmm. it's 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 been finding that 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 need that's there mm-hmm. um, that no one has uh, tried to attack head on in a serious way. Yeah, and and also not uh, just there's also I think a, a tendency to uh, want to pick the stuff off the ground that's easy. So like if you're picking fruit, it's like really easy to just like pick up like whatever's low hanging. And um, I think sometimes the mistake people go is I'll go, oh, like Jeffrey Way, he did screencast, so I should do that. Well, now that's become uh, low hanging fruit because, um, you know, Jeff Jeffrey had to work really hard to, to do that. Sure. But now it's like, oh, this is a known thing. And so I'm not saying you shouldn't do something that where there's competition, but just be mindful of you can't just do something because it looks easy. You, you probably need to dig pretty deep to get those insights of like, okay, what is really, um, okay, here's one, I, here's an idea I have that uh, I know people are thinking about this, but I think it's still worth thinking about. And it's just a stupid idea, but there's all these packages out there. And um, I know, is it, is it in the Ruby world or is it in the PHP world? There's a way to, there's paid packages, paid gems. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I think, I think for, and again, I don't know how this would work or if it's technically possible. Every time I bring it up, people go, Oh, well maybe, but if a developer could have, um, in some like credit card details saved on their machine and then from the command line, while they're installing a package, they can pay for it automatically. Like they have a threshold, like boss says, okay, anything, any package that's $100 or less, let the developer install. I think monetizing packages is really interesting to me. And I think GitHub, uh, I think they, that their new donation stuff misses the mark. And it, but it shows like there was demand for it. But if you had a, a way of doing that, of, of, uh, getting people to pay for packages when they're installing them. That would be super interesting. Mm. And it's the kind of thing like 
you you almost like talk to your boss over your shoulder like hey boss i just need to do this and he's like oh yeah just like do it we we got to keep moving here right sure so i think there's a potential in stuff like that and well without laying out the whole business case here on the podcast yeah. i mean i my my dev brain is spinning here mm. uh, if, if you look at things um uh, where you authenticate via the CLI tool for mm-hmm. something like AWS or Heroku. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, there's a way to auth there if you had your card on file. So, I mean, I, I could see where these pieces come together and could be possible. Yeah, sure. and maybe you'd have to come up with a new, like maybe it couldn't be, like how do you install things right now? Is it Composer? Yeah, Composer. Yeah. But, you know, you can do private repositories on Composer, which could have some authorization yeah. stuff built in yeah. with tokens or whatnot. Yeah, so I, I mean, that's just one example, but I think there's examples like that that are interesting to me uh, that I, when I observe, and most of it is observation. So that one came from just thinking about Freak. I know, I, I, so how do you actually say oh, that? Oh, man, you know, I... I would say Freak. So he, um, the way that he has told me to say it, yeah. it's like Drake with an F. No, of, I like Freak deep. better, so I'm just going to keep saying it that way. Like, um, yeah. But I'm thinking about him. He's done, I don't know, hundreds of packages or something like that. Over 200. Yeah. yeah. And I think, the so that triggered a, a thought in my mind, like, wow, that's a lot of work. And in almost every other domain, including in open source, there's a way of easily monetizing some of it. So, like, this package is free and open, um, but this package or this version of the package or whatever is paid. And uh, that's what led me down this path of like, oh, yeah, it'd be great if you could just like do it in the command line because of my experience as a product manager. And I know like I'm we're working on something and they'll say, oh, we need something. I'll be like, OK, well, we'll just get it for you. Like, well, we need to keep the wheels going. So I, I can I've I, I've sensed like this is a real thing when you look at past behavior that happens. Nice. Yeah. All right. I think it's about time. We, we're going to have to wrap it up. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I, knew, I, I knew I was going to go over. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think uh, you, your, uh, your length, uh, you know, it, it goes to show that you were the MC here, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, for the, for the, the, the folks in the Laravel community um, that are not f- that familiar with you, um, yeah. how do they keep up with what you're doing? Uh, you know, you mentioned, go ahead, you know, plug transistor, plug, plug sure, the other stuff. Yeah. You know, what, I have my own software product called Transistor. It's podcast hosting and analytics. Uh, that's at transistor.fm. I blog at justinjackson.ca, and my Twitter is mijustin, the letter M, the letter I, and Justin. All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Justin, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, today. no, this is uh, fun. Thanks for everybody that's out there listening as well. Yeah, thanks. So uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you then. <laughs>